Hi, it's Manisha and Shirley from Make It Shine Money. It's the end of our second season and we're sharing our favorite podcast moments. We're also answering your questions about money. Keep listening to find out. Shirley and Manisha here, and it's our last episode of season two. But we'll definitely be back in the fall. We're just taking a break for the summer. That's right, Shirley. And we'll continue to be active on our new TikTok account. It's been really interesting to try out different types of videos to see what people enjoy the most. People are actually loving the TikTok about winning the lottery, which is actually based on one of our podcast episodes. I know. One guy even asked for lottery numbers for <laughs> Thailand. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if someone actually did win the lottery based yes. on the tips? Yes. And if you do win, please let us know. And and also, if you haven't already, please give us a follow. Our TikTok and Instagram handle is the same as the podcast. Make it shine money. All right, Manisha. Today, we'll cover some of our favorite moments of the past 32 episodes across both seasons and also answer some interesting questions we got from you, our listeners. So let's start off with the highlights. In season one, many of our podcasts were about relationships and money. So we've covered topics like cost of dating, being single, being married, having kids and divorce. So what was the most important moment for you from those episodes? For me, I think the one thing that really struck me in our Do You Have a Secret Bank Account episode was how many people have a secret bank account and that it's way more often men who have a secret bank account than women. Yes. In my head, like, I always thought, I don't know about you, I was like, oh yeah, it's a, you know, the woman has a secret bank account because they're saving for an emergency or a rainy day fund. Or, but turns out men actually have a secret bank account to gamble with, which is kind of the opposite <laughs> of what I thought. So that was something that really stuck with me. Yeah, for me, it was when we talked about the importance of both partners sharing and mm -hmm. storing their financial statements in a safe place before they move in together or before marriage. So that was the biggest reason why I personally wanted to do Make a Shine Money in the first place because it was one of the hardest things. Sometimes it felt impossible when mm -hmm. I went through my divorce and we had to produce these statements from many years ago. So I wanted others to be aware that doing this simple exercise together before you take the next step in your relationship will save you so much time, stress, and money if one day you do break up. Right. Keep everything transparent, right? Even if this message helped one listener, I feel really good about it. Okay, what's the most interesting new thing you learned about money from our podcast? So for me, it was actually from our very first episode guess what money does buy happiness and not only is it like you know the opposite of what you hear in popular media over the years there's a ton of research that actually proves it definitively that money actually buys you happiness yes that's a good one I really like the tip on using an aging filter on your photos so that you see a realistic uh -huh. version of yourself when you're older yeah. and in retirement. So looking at the older version of yourself makes it a lot easier to answer the question what you want your life to look like in the future. Yeah, and the people who do this actually save more money. That's right. So I just thought of one more thing. On our episode of Money Superstitions, the fun thing I learned was about the Trevi Fountain in Rome. So they had to drain that fountain three times a week and about $1.3 million US was thrown in every year. And all of that goes to charity. That's awesome. Okay, next question. Which episode was the most difficult to work through? Oh, I think I have a tie here. The cost of being female, it got, it got me so angry. Like even basic things that the fact that women had to pay taxes on tampons and sanitary napkins, all that for so long, where it's not something you control. It's a necessity, really. But the fact that that was taxed and something like helicopter maintenance wasn't taxed. Like, and of course, the cost of kids is, is just a tough one in general. It's just a mm -hmm. huge variance. It could be so expensive. And there's so many ways you can cut costs. But at the end of the day, it's still, from a financial perspective, not a simple decision. There's a lot of emotions in it. So it was a tough one for me. 
think tax one was difficult for me as well because you don't realize all these things are happening in your everyday life, right? That women pay more. And then another one for me was on the cost of divorce. So simply because everyone's divorce Mm -hmm. is different. So it was important to stay general about the topic, but also hone in on specific information on things to be aware of that could lead to a costly divorce. Also, we're not Mm -hmm. divorce lawyers. So a lot of what we covered, I was speaking from my personal experience and we were sharing stories about people we knew that had gone through a divorce. Yeah, I mean, there's no black or white answers, right? Because this is such a personal situation. Okay, so what was your favorite episode? Oh, my favorite episode. I actually really liked the lottery. <laughs> the lottery episode. And one of the recent ones that we did that I really liked is, uh, you know, top 10 places to retire. I just like that. I mm, think it's so yes. so aspirational. It's so fun to dream about the things money can do for you. So mine was on the episode on the Lunar New Year. So you actually reminded me that it was Chinese New Year coming up. And of course, it's my favorite event of the year. So we have to cover it. Oh, that's my favorite one. And it actually ties perfectly to our Make It Shine Money I idea in the podcast. So it was a perfect thing to cover. I loved it too. Okay, let's touch it up. Here's some questions that you, our listeners, sent us recently. Okay, let's do it. Question number one is from Rhea. She writes, my name is Rhea. I'm 22 and I'm about to graduate from university. I live at home with my parents, but my goal is to move out and have my Mm -hmm. own place. And I have about $20,000 in student loan debt. And I work part-time as a teller. But my boss has agreed to hire me full-time when I graduate. Okay. I also paint and sell my art as a side hustle. My question is, several of my friends are planning a graduation trip to Vegas, and I really want to go. So as a graduation gift, my grandma gave me some money, which should cover the cost of the trip. So should I go to Vegas? Should I pay my student loan? Or should I save the money so I can move out? Well, first of all, congratulations, Rhea, for graduating. That's huge. Yeah. yeah, huge accomplishment. And I love all the side hustles. I love that you're thinking about money so young and, and being financially prudent about it. And you're actually in a pretty good situation, I would say. So $20,000 worth of student loan, it is substantial. But the interest rate on student loans are actually typically low. And the fact that you already have a full-time position and you have side hustle money actually is really good. Yes. And the key here, Rhea, is you're Uh young. So I recommend that, Rhea, you make a spreadsheet to project your income for the next 12 months. Because when you graduate and you start working full time, your finances will really change. Yeah, that's totally my thought, too. And then you can plan out how much money you need to save before you can move out and how much you need to set aside to continue paying down the student loan. And obviously, if you haven't started investing, uh, you know, it's a good time to start doing that as well. Any, you know, if it's something as small as $1,000 could be the start of a million bucks, right? This is how you grow your wealth. Yeah, great tips. But we haven't answered her question, Manisha. We gave her a very anti-Shirley and anti-Manisha response. Okay, so let me (laughs) pretend to be 22 and be Rhea for a second. Back then, I did have student loan debt too. I did have a job lined up before graduation. I actually did not have as much of a strong desire to move out. So living at home is wonderful. It's free. For those of you, I love my parents. We have a fantastic relationship. For those of you that can, I recommend doing it until you're debt free and ready to move out. But if my friends wanted to go on a graduation trip back then, yeah, totally. I'm there. I wouldn't recommend it, Ray, if you had mountains of credit card debt, but it doesn't sound like that's where you are. I agree with you, Manisha. So it's a graduation gift from yeah. grandma. Think of it that way. And uh, so I would definitely <laughs> go to Vegas. So <laughs> don't feel bad about spending money on the trip and enjoy yourself, Rhea. Okay, awesome. So question number two is from Imran. He writes, I want to marry my girlfriend soon. She is awesome and the Ooh. best thing in my life. I love it. But I've delayed the proposal because of her high expectations on the engagement ring. Okay. So she sent me many websites with the rings she likes, and they range from $30,000 to $50,000. Now, I make a decent income and I can afford the ring, but I don't think spending so much on a ring is practical. My friends agree with me. 
And one actually told me he got his fiance a fake diamond ring for a fraction of the cost and nobody could tell the difference. I'm tempted to do the same. Oh, no. I feel stuck. Oh, wow. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) I've actually had a few friends that have been in similar situations. And the ones that are still together, there was a lot of compromising and a lot of talking. So it sounds like you guys need to have a transparent conversation about money and money expectations. Yeah, it sounds like they're not aligned on money. Or maybe, to be honest, they haven't talked about it. Just because she's sending him photos doesn't mean that's what she wants, right? So... In this example, the fact that he's even considering getting her a fake diamond and he's like, maybe she'll never find out is is terrible. Do not do that, Imran. She will find out and it will be much, much worse than (laughs) buying a cheaper diamond ring. Yeah, she will eventually find out. Oh yeah, 100%. 1,000% she will find out. So I think Imran maybe turned this narrative around. So instead of saying my girlfriend wants a really expensive and practical engagement ring, maybe it's, hey, let's plan our future together and set a budget. Imran, I think you might be surprised by her response if you phrase it like that. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like back in the day, like when I was getting engaged and I sent him like a bunch of fantasy ring ideas and right. And I just assumed he would do the right thing. Yeah. So Imran, next steps, play this podcast to your girlfriend <laughs> and also listen to our episode on cost of marriage. Actually, no, don't play this podcast to your girlfriend because you, you were thinking about a fake diamond, but that never happened. <laughs> but anyways, you guys can discuss what makes most financial sense to you as a couple. Also, just a thought, my friends who got divorced and sold their engagement rings, they didn't even get 20% of the value of what was originally paid. So diamonds are not a good investment anyways. Yeah, I agree. And Imran, there's so many other more unique ways instead of having a traditional diamond ring that might appeal to your girlfriend like if she's it it just depends what she's looking for right ultimately an engagement ring is just step one of getting married right there's a lot other things that you got to consider okay so next question this is from ronnie Hi, Make It Shine Money. I love your podcast and I listened to your episode about outlet shopping tips with my sister and aunt while we were driving to the outlets. Our question (laughs) is, what has been your biggest shopping deal ever? Ooh. I love this question. I can answer in so many ways. There was this denim dress that I bought from Joe Fresh for like $20. It, It wasn't expensive to start with, but I wore this dress everywhere for at least, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years. I even have an avatar where I'm wearing that dress. So if you look at cost per wear, it definitely came to less than a penny. That's awesome. What about you? When I look at a deal, I would say for me, it's been boring stuff. I, maybe boring, but I remember buying an expensive watch for my husband as a gift for his graduation. She had somebody else buy it in a country that had no tax and then they shipped it to me. So I saved a lot of money. So that's a, another way to get a Ooh, deal. Very smart. Okay, one last question. This one is from Melissa. She writes, I've started investing and my portfolio is in a boring broad index fund ETF. I'm tempted to invest in individual companies I like, but I haven't because it feels risky and I've seen popular companies completely crash. Do you have any tips you can share about investing in different companies? You go first. Investing in a broad index ETF is great. It gets you market exposure uh, without you having to focus on research and so on to find the right stock for you to invest in. If you want to start expanding how you're investing, you can look at it a couple of ways. An easy way to start is to look at brands that you may already know of that you're comfortable with, right? So these are broad, big market. You're not looking at penny stocks. So if you're looking at something that could be more of a buy and hold type stock, another thing to do is to look at a sector that you already know a lot of or are comfortable with. 
Uh, and then you can start looking at expanding from instead of a broad market ETF to a sector ETF. Shirley, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. So boring is great for investing. So I'll share a mistake that I made. So I've definitely made some bad judgments when it came to investing in individual companies. So remember Express, <laughs> that clothing company? It shut down yep. in Canada, but they still exist in the States. So during the meme stock era a couple years ago, their stock <laughs> skyrocketed. So, of course, I bought in at an all-time high. <laughs> so the last time I checked, it's down 98% from when I bought it. I still hold it because, like, what's the point of selling it right now? Maybe it'll go... It's going to cost more to sell yeah. it now at this point in time. Yeah, maybe it'll go back up. I don't know. So anyways, definitely if you were to buy into an individual company, do your research. Don't right. invest in it because it's a meme stock and you're hoping for a quick gain. Because at that point, you're just gambling. <laughs> I've been guilty of it. Like we've all lost money in, in various ways. Boring, as Shirley said, is perfect for investing. And a lot of times when you see some investors running towards something, it's actually good to not be running towards that. And Warren Buffett always says that when everybody is scared, you should be brave. And when everybody is over exuberant, you should be scared. So, you know, never, never try and follow the hype. Doesn't always lead to a lot of money. And also quoting Warren Buffett, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And this wraps up our last episode of season two of Make a Shine Money. Thank you for listening. And please continue to send your ideas and questions through the Make a Shine Money Instagram and TikTok accounts. Yes, we'll be back in the fall with our third season. Have a fantastic summer, everyone. And don't forget to make it shine. This is out of mind. Yeah, I'm gonna make it shine. Make it shine. Make it shine. Make it shine. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.